You're listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. My name is Garrett Magby and today I am here with Lou and Becky Shirey. Uh, Lou is actually the Director of Clergy Development and the Wind Prayer Ministry here at the IPHC. And Becky is a writer and a speaker and has a, has a part to play in, in ministry in, in a lot of different facets. Um, and so we're glad to have you all on the show today. Thank, Thank you. you. Now today we're talking about, um, this is our Christmas, Christmas time podcast, and we're talking about traditions and wanted to talk to you all a little bit about some of the traditions that you had uh, in your families and then together as a, as a married couple with your family. Um, and, and just a little bit about the importance of traditions uh, among holiday season and how those also influence um, what it's all about with uh, the birth of Jesus for Christmas. Well, I'd like to first start, Garrett, by mentioning one of the things that I'm concerned about personally is that within any nation, when you lose the significance and the start of what the holidays are about, there's some indication that that means it's a declining nation. And I think we see that throughout all of our holidays. If you ask people what, where do we understand from President's Day, from Memorial Day, from Veterans Day, from Thanksgiving, uh, very few people know where those begin and what they mean. And we're watching that unfold with with Christmas. It's just evolved into mainly a time of present giving. Right. and not uh, the spiritual understanding of it. That all really concerns me. I think one of the things to maintain quality understanding is through the uh, of traditions in our lives that we can gather uh, around the Christmas season. Now, Becky and I, I'm a retired Army chaplain, so we I've served 26 years in that capacity. We've had the privilege of living a lot of places. And we've had a privilege of watching a lot of traditions that we have uh, experienced in other nations. And we'll let Becky talk some about uh, some of the value traditions that we have. Absolutely. Well, one of the valued traditions in our family, uh, you usually think of Christmas and you think of Christmas trees, but we have centered around the nativity. In yes. fact, we have collected nativity sets from many countries and try to display at least the Holy Family of many of those sets at Christmas time. Yes. yes. Uh, one of our other traditions as a family has been attending Christmas Eve services in the chapel setting, uh, whether we were living overseas or in the United States. Uh, it was multiple services packed yes. and was a service of carols and scripture. Uh, somewhat liturgical, um, a short homily, and then, the, of course, the lighting of the candles, and usually uh, with Silent Night uh, sung at the end of the service. Yes. And our family looked forward to that every year, and it was a big tradition in our family to do that. Yeah, to see how many children could almost burn themselves as we light the little <laughs> Christmas candles. Oh, yeah. I want to step on some toes. One of the things that I find fascinating with within Pentecostal churches, we don't have services on yeah. not only Christmas Eve, but Christmas Day. 
Yeah. It's mind-boggling to me. It is. We'll say, just go be with families. Well, your church family is very important. So I, I want to stress to people, if you're, if you're <laughs> mm-hmm. looking at not having services, rethink that. Yes. It's a wonderful yeah. time to be together. Uh, it is, and it, it, it does provide you with that connection to your church family, to your, your mm-hmm. Christian family, uh, outside of just blood relatives. You know, I mean, of right. course, uh, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And right. so, uh, absolutely. And, and I do know what you're talking about, about watching little kids and mm-hmm. being kind of nervous <laughs> with the candles because right. I have attended a few services where I, <laughs> I felt the same way. But the, the, just the beauty of being together. Mm-hmm. as a community of worshipers and remembering the birth of Christ. So important, so significant. Yes. I do want to go back. We have a friend who has I almost uh, excessive collecting of, of nativity sets, over 200 that this wow. gentleman yes. and his family have collected. Goodness. That we don't have, we, oh, we have a many. tenth of that, but <laughs> it's a joy to look at these from, to remember where we've bought them. They're usually small, some, and just the variety and see the different faces that are displayed depending upon yeah. the country mm-hmm. so, and ethnic groups that are displayed uh, so that people, no matter where they are around the world, center around the birth of Christ, they see themselves in that own story mm-hmm. depicted. Right, absolutely. And you know, that's that's I've I've seen a few of the nativity sets that you've you've brought up here before, and they've all they are all so fascinating, just like you're saying, because there's the whoever's the creator, the artist who's designing mm-hmm. them, usually with different cultural backgrounds and things, it really is so neat to see like you're saying, the different faces and the different look and style and I really like our our uh, nativity set from Africa, from Ghana, because in African art, the most important character is oversized. So when you see the Mary and Joseph char- um, uh, characters next to the wise men, and then you look at Jesus, Jesus is very, very large in comparison, completely out of scale. Even as a, as a baby in a manger. Right, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. is the centerpiece of the nativity, which I like a lot. That is, and that's really good. It's, it's what it's all about. It's the, the, the center focus. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, I find it interesting um, because, you know, nativity collections, uh, and, and I didn't ever really think about this until, until Lou had, had told me about your all's uh, mm-hmm. collection before and and I thought you know that is that is a really a really cool thing to have a collection of and it's a it's a meaningful thing you know you can collect any number of things but that's mm-hmm. one thing that mm-hmm. that can even minister to people if they see a grouping of nativity scenes mm-hmm. well what is their focus on not just the nativity scene but what the nativity scene is representing right. Mm-hmm. And and of course it brings your focus back to and I like how you said that that uh, one of the main focuses whenever you do prepare mm-hmm. for decorations with Christmas is nativity yes. scenes. Right. And of course you have Christmas trees and things like mm-hmm. that, but they don't draw you back to the meaning. Right. Like mm-hmm. a nativity scene. I right. actually learned today that one of our fellow workers in the GMC, Gary Bryant, has given a nativity scene set to his wife every year that they have been married. It's part of his tradition of purchasing for them. I've not talked with Gary about that. Somebody else shared that with me. And I thought that is very, very special. And so he looks... 
or for sets from throughout the world too. Throughout so world. we have at least two at in least this two. building. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing the same. And the, your friend that you were talking about, not not yes. in the building, but he's got over two hundred. Yes. <laughs> yes. quite a collection. <laughs> he actually pastors a church. He just retired from the military. He pastors a Lutheran church. That's his denomination in Lawton, mm-hmm. Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. one of the things he knew that this church had a large family fellowship hall and he was looking forward to displaying all of his 200 sets in that hall. <laughs> I haven't asked him. I haven't seen it, but I, I suspect he's been able to do that. I'm sure that's quite a sight <laughs> too. A lot. That would be a lot. That'd be yeah. a whole museum worth right there. Absolutely. We've also lived overseas. And so it was a lot of fun to live in Europe and to uh, be exposed to the different cultures yeah. and the different ways of celebrating and one of the things that um, we observed in when we lived in Belgium is that um, children would put a shoe out on a certain day. I think it's December 6th, but I might be wrong about that. And it was when St. Nick came to the house and filled the shoe with candy and fruit. It wasn't the same as their their Christmas celebration, but it was still uh, a fun tradition that our children did when we lived overseas. We didn't bring it home to the U.S., but it was fun while we lived there. While you were there. And, and is that, <laughs> now, when you go down the street, do you mm-hmm. just see just shoes out in front of every, is it every house, every home? Most the- of the shoes were Dutch. There so were there were wooden shoes, but you could put out any shoe. Any shoe. But our our children had Dutch shoes that were wooden, like clogs. Yeah, yeah. That and actually it was smart because it held a few more things. Right, right. <laughs> You'd rather have the bigger uh, right. clog than you would, you know, a small Nike shoe or something. Right. <laughs> we also enjoyed um, the Christmas markets in Europe, yeah. and I remember my very first one was in Salzburg, Austria. Wow. And I'd heard the song over and over again, the the carol about chestnuts roasting over the open fire. Yeah. yeah. But I actually saw that. I thought it was made (laughs) up. And they still still do. It's part of the... And it was on the street side, and there were chestnuts roasting and beautiful ornaments in the... um, in the Christmas market. In fact, that's what we did. That's another thing we collected when we lived in Europe were handmade wooden ornaments. Oh, very cool. And hand-painted, and uh, they've dressed our Christmas tree every year since then. Oh, that's wonderful. Collecting different ornaments from Mm -hmm. all... Most of them are small. They're toys, and they're uh, scenes depicting family life. But um, they're on our tree this year. You just put them up yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) So they're they're ready for the season then. They're ready ready for the season. Excellent, excellent. I I think one of the things we're trying, we really wanted to share, is even though you may, as in the military, people live away from their families, how important it is to establish your own kind of traditions within Mm -hmm. families. Yes, yeah. And to watch, we have now a almost adult grandchildren. So we're watching the second and see what happens with third generation of some of these traditions that have been carried on. Yes. Very important to have that. Oh, yeah. Well, and it keeps, yeah. it keeps uh, not only does it keep the right focuses in place, but it also it also helps the family over all of the years stay together and, and, mm-hmm. and, um, 
and in tune with one another mm-hmm. when celebrating, when getting back together. Mm-hmm. You know, those traditions keep right. that 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 family atmosphere mm-hmm. passed right. down from generation That's to generation. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Garrett, I'm aware that you have been married less than a year. Less than a year, yes. And you and Heather are about to have your first Christmas together as a couple. Yes, yes. And it's always interesting watching how people bring from each sides of families whatever they think needs to be done. Yeah. Okay. And I'm curious as to how you and Heather are working through this. <laughs> well, for us, it's kind of, um, we're very blessed in the fact that uh, our families have been very similar in some of their their Christmas traditions and some of their um, uh, the things they like to do uh, to prepare for Christmas and that sort of thing. Um, there are a couple things on my side of the family. For instance, we one of our traditions that we do every year, and it's really I, I would say it's really due to my aunt, um, uh, my my dad's brother's wife. Uh, she has always baked a cake. And decorated it with "Happy Birthday Jesus" on the top, and put candles—you know, whatever number of candles. Obviously, we can't do <laughs> two thousand and fifteen yeah. candles, but uh, but to do you know candles on the top, and then that we'll have all the kids come into the the dining area, and all the the younger family members get to blow out the candles, and we sing "Happy Birthday" to Jesus, like we would at a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I remember growing up. And see, Heather hasn't gotten to experience this quite yet. Uh, but I remember growing up, to me, that that made such an impact because as a, as a child, you understand a birthday because you look forward to your birthday every year. Uh-huh. And, of course, for a little kid, it's, you know, I want presents and cake and ice cream and have my friends come hang out and that sort of thing. But to see that done for Jesus all growing up really solidified in my mind what Christmas was about from an early age before I understood, you know, I, you, you know that Christmas is about the nativity story and you, you hear all these things, but then as a little kid to physically go and sing happy birthday to Jesus and, and have that on the cake. And there, we, we would always take the, the, um, uh, manger with the baby from a nativity and put it on top of a little plastic one and Uh put it on top of the cake. So to see that really impacted me growing Uh up because I knew it, 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 I felt like, okay, we're celebrating Christmas, but for the reason that we're supposed Mm -hmm. to celebrate. And we're not, you know, we do all the fun presents and we do the stockings and and Christmas tree and things like that. But to just have it come back to that. And uh, that was something that stood out to me. And and Heather will get to sing happy birthday to Jesus (laughs) this year. And I don't know if uh, she's experienced that with her family. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, that was one of our traditions that that we'll do. Yeah, that's um, lovely. It is. And because both of our families live in the city here close, um, we're really blessed in that too because now we don't have to figure out, okay, are we traveling to another Mm -hmm. state to see Mm -hmm. who and how are we going to work that out? And and we're able to – one thing we've been working on is what are we going to do for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? Mm -hmm. Uh, But – because of work schedules, it's it's happened to work out this year where we can ce- we're going to celebrate Christmas actually a, a day or two early with her family um, because some of her family members are security guards that have to work on Christmas Day and that sort of thing. So we get to celebrate Christmas with her family and then we'll do Christmas Eve um, with my family and then on Christmas Day a lot of times we'll you know we'll go to breakfast with her family whoever's mm-hmm. available to go. 
and then lunch or dinner with my family, you know? And so that's kind of what we figured out will be. You're working it out. We're working it out. These are, I say, this is what we'll do. This is what we've thought about. And when we were engaged last year, we, we of course met up and got together with both of our families and, and uh, that sort of thing. So we thought, hopefully we can keep it about the same this year. And uh, so, so far so good. And we've got our, course our stockings we bought matching stockings recently so uh, yeah. <laughs> of course you have to have stockings on the fireplace but. becky tell them how well, we've used <laughs> stockings i decided that um when our children were young if they had a stocking at the foot of their bed then it might give us extra time in the mor- on Christmas morning <laughs> that maybe a- an extra hour of sleep. So oh, yeah. to make sure about that, I made extra large stockings, <laughs> which was great when they were young because I could put coloring books and crayons and I put games in them. And I really thought about it to make sure that they had plenty of things in that stocking to keep them busy. Now, it turned on me when they got to be teenagers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. (laughs) And the type of things I would put in their stocking were a lot more expensive. But I continued that tradition even after they were married. And finally, uh, we gave it up a few years ago because it became so complicated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But it was a wonderful tradition that gave us a little more sleep on Christmas morning. I'm sure that 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 initial investing of of really putting thought into it, how can I make this stocking the biggest and and most time-extensive product for Christmas morning? And they loved it. In fact, I would... I would mm-hmm. say that that was probably their favorite mm-hmm. part about mm-hmm. Christmas morning. Was the stocking? Was the stocking at the foot of their bed where they got to mm-hmm. open it and and then sh- later share with each other. Share with each what other what they got. It? Now, are these stockings? I have to know. Are they, are we talking about like how oversized are these stockings? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how much is that? <laughs> almost, almost a foot and a half, two feet tall. I'll have to talk to my parents and say, "Hey, you guys want to take this uh, the stocking idea and you can do it for it, It's not an anklet. Stop the anklet yeah. sock size. It's not a realistic no, size. No, no. no. But one of the things I'd like to say, Garrett, I would like to extend this conversation beyond Christmas. Yes. Because the holidays continue. Yeah, yes. This uh, celebration. Um, and one of our traditions was a New Year's Eve uh, service. We would have a drop-in from 7 to 9 in the chapel. Oh, wonderful. And families could come mm as they had a moment to come. They would come as a family. They um, sat on the pew a while and and meditated or whatever they wanted to do. And then when they were ready, they came forward for communion. Oh, that's wonderful. wonderful. One of the highlights through the years for me personally as a pastor in a chapel community. Uh, I remember one year I went home and I had realize that we had 12 people from 12 different nations wow. represented in that service because we had people who had married right right you know in the military community traveling around and various things and just to take individually family by family that's wonderful that have them take communion powerful. and then pray a prayer over yeah. them yeah yeah yeah, and representing 12 different nations. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. Yeah. International, yeah. 
So the, the, I'm glad that he brought that up because that, that kind of continues that whole time of just worshiping together. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and then the um, having communion and prayer together on Christmas, I mean, on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Very significant time. Well, it's a wonderful is, start for a new year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's a wonderful, that is a wonderful idea too. Um, uh, and, and, thing to do i mean a, a tradition to do mm-hmm. for right. all of those families to be able to bring them together right. and say hey look right. you know we're going into a new year it's not we don't live out the whole year so that we can just celebrate right for one right. one month you know mm-hmm. it's it's we want to prepare this upcoming year for every day right. and it's know? the church community again coming again, together yeah. yeah well that that reminds me of of the times where um you know anytime we've had a a a general conference or a global assembly or, or yeah. things like that where all of these nations come together and then a lot of times there'll be a prayer in eight different languages mm-hmm. or ten different languages or or however many and you know mm-hmm. it's just hearing those prayers even though you don't necessarily know mm-hmm. exactly what they're saying in, in these different languages mm-hmm. unless you speak those languages the the you know through spirit. your spirit right. what's spirit being and it's just right. it's so powerful to hear right. Every nation, you right. know, and, and, and or to have so many people together right. from all over, yeah. We had an experience when we lived in Belgium, and the, it, it, we lived in, at a NATO base. Yeah. And so there were the uh, representatives from all the NATO nations. It's 14 countries. 14 countries. Wow. And we would have a unity service every year. And we would pray the Lord's Prayer, and each uh, country group would pray in their own language at the same time, at at the same this, time. Uni- in unison. Wow! And it was such a beautiful experience, and we could really see uh, in a big way how big the bride of Christ is, yeah, and how mm-hmm. worldwide, and and that mm-hmm. broadened our experience. Yeah. Another thing that broadened our experience and extended our holiday celebrations <laughs> while we lived in Europe. <laughs> Was the traditionally the wise men came on January sixth? On January sixth, yes. And so on January the sixth, in much of Europe, they bake a king's cake and put a small plastic king inside the cake. And uh, when the cake is sliced, hopefully someone gets. Gets the, the king, king. <laughs> <laughs> and that person is crowned and mm. and is the king and, for the yes for and the celebrate that particular part mm. of the Christmas story. Which that that ties in, I think, with what your family has done with having mm-hmm. the manger. So you go yeah. from celebrating the birth, yes. and then the recognition of Jesus as Christ, the King, the yes. King. Yeah, that's so it true. ties yeah. it all together. Yes. Yeah. There's, I you know, I love, and that's one thing about uh, traditions that is so powerful is to to think about the fact that not only do they co- they a lot of times correlate with one another but they also are so symbolic that they can they can help teach just through that tradition right. they can teach teach mm-hmm. generation after generation for me it was when i was a little kid just singing happy birthday right. you know yes uh or i'm sure when children have that that king's cake cut mm-hmm. you know and they're looking right. for that little right. mm-hmm. but you know as they grow up they remember that right so yeah that's wonderful that's wonderful i now i hate to do this because we're we're actually running out of time Mm -hmm. but 
Any final thoughts for the listeners out there before we um, before we? I think it's been really interesting. You know, we kind of knew what we wanted to say before we started this, but I think we've even moved along to realize the great importance of stressing the traditions that within a church, within a family, yes, and within a church community of all those things coming together. Very, very important. I'm also aware that there are some people who've never had traditions. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of sadness sometimes with mm-hmm. people because of loss of people mm-hmm. during the year. I'm very conscious of that. But these, uh, we're encouraging people, if you haven't started traditions, do things. Find yeah. things and start developing them yourself. And that'll be the point. And even if the, if there's a, a, a loss that, it, that has been experienced during the year, maybe the traditions will have, be a part of the healing of that process yes. for mm-hmm. people. Well, and and that's that is so true. And and I can I can even speak from personal experience in in my family. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, that has that has been a lot of the traditions that have been passed down from my late grandfather. You know, we continue on, mm-hmm. and it's 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 uh, it's a peaceful thing. It's a it's mm. a it's a comforting thing, you know, mm. when someone's not there that's always been there. Mm-hmm. And yet you're still it's healing involved. It, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You have anything else you want to add? That's about it. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for the chance of doing <laughs> yes. this. Well, thank here. you for joining <laughs> us. Enjoyed it very and much. Uh, we'll hopefully have you guys back on this upcoming year at some point and, yeah. and we'll do uh do some more talking and discussing and, and uh it's been a pleasure. Good. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.